Welcome to Shepherd Bites. I'm your host, Tyler Nelson, web editor for the Shepherd Express. Shepherd Bites, it's where we share pieces of stories that didn't necessarily make the written article. This episode features an interview by Alan Hallis with Peter Mulvey and Monique from Sister Strings. They're releasing a new live album on October 9th called Peter Mulvey and Sister Strings, live at the Cafe Carp. They talk with Alan about how they got together in the first place and a little history on the venue they chose for the live album. Anybody else miss live music? Hopefully this helps. Here's Alan. All right, so we are here with Peter Mulvey and Monique from Sister Strings. How are you guys doing today? Doing really good. Um, yeah, hanging in there. <laughs> we enjoying the fall weather. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got the new project that is uh, it's out, and it is live at the Cafe Carp um, in Fort Atkinson, Wisconsin. And so I have to ask, it sounds like this record was recorded like right before the pandemic kind of hit. In retrospect, now that you have this album, does it have a little bit more significance to you guys because we haven't had live music in so long? Uh, I think this album would have significance to me regardless. First of all, the experience was amazing. And playing with people that are considered family, uh, doing such a big project in such a short amount of time was... Mm -hmm. uh, awesome and i think that would be crazy at any time pandemic or not <laughs> so how did the connection between you guys start who reached out to who to uh to kind of get involved because i know you've collaborated for uh several years now at this point yeah i mean we we met at a unitarian church right but the first time we ever like sort of both played the same place was up in sheboygan right yes absolutely and uh we were opening up for you right and uh fell in love with Peter's music immediately. Right. You you had a terrible cold that day. Do I remember Oh, my. That? I have the worst cold, and you gave me some hot toddy, which allowed <laughs> me to be able to sing that show. <laughs> right. And then as soon as I heard you guys play, I was like, you know, all right, that's it. That's it. We're, we got to play music together. I would have that that would have been in like 2015, which is, as we all know, um, that's like uh, 700 years ago now. <laughs> right. It does feel like it, yes. Fast forwarding to uh, to the gig that was recorded for the show, is there a difference now? Like, Peter, are you writing for Sister Strings? Do you, you just plan to have them as part of the live show, or is it more collaborative? Um, a little of all of it, but definitely they're on my mind. Like, there's this tune on the new record called I Have This Friend and He Was Dying. And, like, the tone of the lyric is super uh, conversational. Mm -hmm. um, like, it, it's not written as verses and it doesn't rhyme. Uh, and, and it's all just sort of, all, it's sung, but it's almost spoken. And so, like, while I was writing it, I realized that the, what would give it a, a specific gravity was to have the ladies sort of like giving it this almost like classical scripted feel. I think it's probably made my writing simpler because Monique and Shanti are just going to hear it and do it. So I just, I just need to put up <laughs> the scaffolding and they're going to make it beautiful. And then Monique, when when you guys make music now, because you still make music as a duo, do you think working with Peter has kind of influenced that? Absolutely, I would say that it's influenced my my personal songwriting. Chante and I persist the strings. A lot of the times we write our songs individually, but I've also found myself to say I 
I keep, I'm continuing to send Peter the new songs I'm writing. I'm like, Peter, what do you think of this? <laughs> because I do truly respect and view him as a mentor. So it has influenced my songwriting. I, I got to step in here and say that uh, Nathan Keelan, who's the drummer in this ensemble, he and I talk all the time about what we learn from Chante and Monique. Like, it's this weird sort of generational mentor situation, but, but in terms of how much time a musician needs to put in to get to the level of technical, classical facility that both Chante and Monique have. Right. And then, and then also all the rest of it, the improvisation and the, and the sort of just collaborative thing. They're, as musicians, they're actually senior to us. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> they put in more hours than we have, even though we're, you know, I'm 50 years old and, and they're in their, their 20s. <laughs> uh, we're both 30s remember, now. Well, two, two. <laughs> <laughs> I remember making the mistake of saying this on stage, like, we've learned so much from Shanti and Monique and what they do, and Shanti immediately just said, yeah, mostly what we do is drink and hang out with old people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I, I walk clean into that. <laughs> so uh, speaking of, <laughs> I guess, drinking and hanging out with old people, let's let's talk about the environment for this album, too. The Cafe Carp is a smaller venue. Do you think that the atmosphere influences the recordings? I view Cafe Carp as home. It is the most comfortable a loving, receptive place to perform for me personally. But yeah, it's definitely home. And it's another extension of family. Uh, the uh, Bill and Kitty and Satchel, like those guys are all fantastic. Love them all. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I've been, uh, I've been playing the carp since 1989. Okay. And, um, yeah, it felt like, you know, it felt like home. It's been beautiful watching Shanti and Monique experience, you know, the first time they went in there, maybe three, four or five years ago. Um, there is that feeling, like Bill and Kitty and Zach and the crew there have created this space that's like no other. And, you, you know, mm-hmm. the, the front room, which is a very communal space, you know, a bar and a restaurant, but then the back room is just solely devoted to hanging out, listening to music. Mm-hmm. And then upstairs, they, they all live up there. And, okay. you know, they are just welcoming, thoughtful human beings who've dedicated their life to, uh, you know, to creating a space for community and music. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, let's really quickly talk about making a live record. Is there more pressure to kind of nail it when you're on stage? Or do you think whatever happens, happens kind of thing? <laughs> well, there's more pressure. <laughs> yeah, there is more pressure. But here, Mo, I mean, so imagine how much pressure there would be if we didn't improvise. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, if we had scripted parts all the time, then all we'd be thinking about is whether we got the part right. But that, right. you know, that's not really my approach. Like, I mean, you know, there's a framework, but we're kind of making it up. And okay. I think that that actually brought, I think that brings the pressure down. And then the other thing. Absolutely. The other thing is, like, we had two nights. Okay. Really, yeah. Like, we recorded, I mean, basically, we were, we made two records. We made a, a, a studio record during the day. That'll be coming out probably next year if we still have mm-hmm. a civilization. 
And then, uh, uh, but we made the live record on the Friday and Saturday nights. And okay. it was really something to just, let's go in there and play. And, and whatever happens, you know, there's always tomorrow. Okay. Absolutely. And it's the fun kind of pressure. When I'm saying pressure, I'm not like, ah! It's just like, <laughs> you better nail this because you know you want to sound good. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Okay, um, and it is a a lengthier project, so we will we will end on this. Uh, there's 18 songs on the record. If somebody asks you to hear only one song from the record to kind of sell them on it, which one would you guys pick? Whoever wants to go first can go first on that one. <laughs> Honestly, I can't pick a favorite right now. I currently have been listening to the one that'll come out next year, like all the time. Sure. Because. And you guys are just, you guys are in for a treat. Peter just wrote some gorgeous, gorgeous songs. So, it's true. It's in my rotation. It's not even, it's not even the master version yet, right? So, I can't answer that question right now. <laughs> I can. Uh, from the live record, I, like, for me, the, it's that first tune, Don't You Ever Change. Like, we sound like a band. And the tune is like such a classic. I wrote that with John Seeger, and it's, he, he did most of the heavy lifting on that tune. Like, it's just like, you know, sort of imbued with American sort of early rock and roll and folk and pop sensibilities. And uh, I love it. I just, that one's been stuck in my head lately. The other thing that I wanted to say is, uh, Monique, I completely have lost the. the SoundCloud link to the second record so if you can send it to me I, I would love to listen Absolutely. to Absolutely Oh my <laughs> Alright well well, thank you guys for taking the time to sit down and talk with us I've had a chance to listen to the record everything sounds truly phenomenal you guys sound great together and I uh, really appreciate you guys sitting down and talking with us If you ever change it would rain on me Uh that was Alan Hallis with Peter Mulvey and Monique from Sister Strings. Be sure to check out their live album and the written article by Alan on our website. For more from Shepherd Bites, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and check out ShepherdExpress.com for daily news updates. I'm Tyler Nelson. See you next time. <laughs>